Hey Budget Season fans, this is Lavender Bat coming with another podcast to you. Today I wanted to talk about how do you actually find a renter for your property. I know I've been doing a lot of property related podcasts, but I wanted to focus in on this area a little bit. And that's why I'm bringing another podcast relating to properties and how do you find that perfect tenant for your property. Obviously, if you're in the rental market and you're renting out your properties, you want to find somebody that can pay you. And you want to find somebody that's not going to destroy your property. You're going to find you want to find somebody that's reliable, okay? But how do you go about actually finding that person? Now, I've I've been renting now for about 18 years, and I've had good luck and bad luck getting a tenant. Now, I've had people come in say they wanted to rent they looked really promising and I initially when I started out made some dumb mistakes what I did was when I was looking for tenants um, I got somebody and you know they came out and they they looked at the property and they seemed like a very upright person they seemed very reliable and I got too trustworthy I said okay fine I you know I believe you you're willing to give me money to rent this space I based on what I see I think you're gonna be a good tenant so I don't even need your driver's license I don't need your social security information I don't even need a rental application just sign this lease agreement and I'm gonna trust that you're gonna keep paying me like you promised you would now that was dumb that's stupid i made that mistake starting out and i can't tell you how i regretted it the first time i did that it was in a condo that i had in waterford i trusted this person they came out they looked at it it looked really reliable they said they're gonna pay they didn't even put anything down i gave i just handed over the keys i just had them sign a lease agreement and luckily i had that i didn't have any rental application i didn't have any social security number i didn't have a driver's license i had nothing i relied on them telling me who their name was and that was probably inaccurate and i got screwed over big time they didn't pay they didn't pay the security deposit they didn't change their name on the uh, gas they didn't change their name on the electric they did absolutely nothing they just simply walked into my condo and i got shafted and lucky for me i had enough brains to try to you know to understand that i made a messed up dumb mistake and i moved quickly to remove them lucky for me they didn't change the electric to their name they didn't pay the electric so there was no electricity in the the unit that they were living in and based on that i was able to go in to court and get an emergency eviction based on a hazard because apparently you know if they don't have any electric in the place they're going to be using candlelight or they're going to be using flashlight i don't know what they're doing to see and to and to you know do their daily thing and and, and that was that was a hazard and, and luckily the judge agreed with me so i was able to move quickly and get them out but obviously i lost months 
of, of rent. I didn't get any security deposit. The place was trashed. And even the short amount of time that they were there was literally trashed. They had not removed the trash from that unit. So I learned my lesson. I said, no way, I'm never going to do that again. Doesn't matter how trustworthy somebody looks, I'm going to get an application that has to be signed. I'm going to get a security deposit, no brainer. I'm going to get a you know license, driver's license. I'm going to get that copied. I'm going to get their copy of the security, social security card so I know that this is a true number. And those are the minimums that I require now before anybody even um, thinks about renting from me. And how do you go about finding that tenant? Before, when I was young and stupid, I used to go on Craigslist and uh, I used to find them that way. I learned that that's not a really good thing to do um, because you don't know what kind of people you're dealing with on Craigslist. And generally speaking, you don't know what kind of people you're dealing with, but if you go through Realtor, if you go through Zillow, that I found is, is somewhat more reliable. Not, not, not that much more, but just a little bit more reliable. And I use them primarily. I have accounts on them. I have pictures on the property on them. And I go through those sites and then whoever's interested in my property, they go in and then they send me an email with their telephone or they just click interested and their information gets sent to me. And then I call and make appointments and all that kind of stuff. And half the time, okay, when you, when you start out doing this, realize that if somebody calls you and says they want to look at your property and they say, okay, I'll do it next week, they ain't going to show up. Next week never happens. If anybody's going to show up, they're going to show up on that same day okay or they're gonna show up one day and, and again you would have to call and remind them that hey you got a you know appointment to see the place so be sure to be there and um, if they say oh I'll come you know next week that ain't gonna happen just forget about it okay it's either today or tomorrow or no other day so those are the lessons that I learned in terms of finding a renter and um, having having any luck with um, uh, these types of uh, situations now, another thing that you want to keep in mind is that when you're renting or when you're putting an application out um, to rent your place, don't discriminate. Don't say children not allowed. Don't say that it's not, you know, no gays or lesbians or whatever not allowed. That You cannot do that. And that's, that's not that's not even something you should be thinking about because you, you should be a profit mo motivated and not worried about you know XYZ and you know we're living in the 21st century so move on with the times and don't discriminate that's that's not gonna you know you can't discriminate based on religion race sexual preference any of that it just doesn't work out okay don't do it because if you do you're gonna get caught and you're gonna get you know you're gonna get hammered by the government so don't do that now, another alternative to actually renting your space is to use Airbnb, okay? Airbnb is also a rental type of situation, but it's more in the lines of a short-term rental, okay? And people generally think that it's only good for, you know, uh, some place that's listed 
in a, in a, a you know a very attractive area or a, you know vacation site or something along those lines and that's actually not true I've had properties that are in Detroit or not even Detroit but a suburb of Detroit and I put them on Airbnb and I've got a lot of hits and I've got a lot of people interested in renting those spots one advantage of those that are not in vacation properties and vacation areas is that you're generally going to have lower rent okay um, than any type of vacation area so if you're if, if you're okay with that um, that you're gonna find that Airbnb generally uh, provides you with a guideline on what the rent should be in that area and you're looking at maybe $10 a day, $11 a day, okay? Um, so that, I mean, that is what you would do in um, per day for 30 days. You're probably be paying somewhere around there. Um, and the Airbnb is probably gonna, you know, if you're short-term rental for a weekend or three nights or something, you're probably looking at $30 a night, maybe $60 a night at the high end. So it, it's not gonna be that, that much, but you'll probably get a lot of turnover, okay? Because surprisingly, people are still interested in renting an Airbnb, even if it's not a vacation spot. Maybe they have, you know, a conference coming up and they don't want to stay at a hotel. They'd rather just stay at somebody's house and they don't mind driving 45 minutes to get to wherever they want to get to. You know, that, that might be a possibility. And by having the Airbnb, you're going to have a lot more exposure. So you're going to have international people that are interested. And uh, that's, that, that's a different business model all in itself because you're not doing a, a long-term rental, you're just doing short-term rentals, and that is that it might be a, something to look into, but you have to be careful because if you have a, a condo or some type of managed property, they're not gonna permit short-term rentals. Most of those bylaws in those condominium units and everything like that, they're gonna say long-term rental, which is about a year, or are permitted only any short-term or weekend or room sharing is not going to be permitted in your bylaws so if you have a condo as a property that's you're probably not going to be allowed to do that i know i'm not in in the unit that i have but in the if you have a house a freestanding house then it's your property you can do whatever you want with it and i found that i i i can do that i but then you have to structure the property as such too because when you're doing airbnb the person that's coming to the house is not going to have a stove they're not going to have a fridge they're not going to have a sofa they're not going to have a tv they're not going to have any towels they're not going to have any utensils you know they're not going to have any of that stuff so you're going to have to provide it it's going to be like a hotel with a fully functioning kitchen and you have to provide all of those all of those amenities and then when the person leaves you have to get those uh, amenities cleaned so that it's a totally different business model if you're going to go through airbnb you cannot flip and do you know one this one one and you're going okay i'll just rent it and no because what will happen is that once you're on airbnb people will be exposed to your property and airbnb allows for you know people to simply click and rent and if you've signed up for that you'll have people that are renting your spot while you're sleeping and they'll be making deposits in your blank even um, and you'll be committed 
you because you'll have your schedule on their website and if somebody wants to come while the days are available then they're going to book those days they're going to pay whatever they're going to pay and you'll be committed for that you can't and if you want to back out of that now you're going to have to view a penalty and plus you're going to have some negative feedback from these people on your airbnb profile and that's that's never a good thing so if you're going to go airbnb route you got to totally commit your property to that and that that's a different business model and it, it might be successful for you okay um i wanted to not do that because i didn't want to do having all the utensils i didn't want to have the sofa i didn't want to have the tv you know then you might want to have to provide wi-fi then you you know all of these amenities you have to provide and all those fixed expenses are going to be there um, for your unit and then you know transferring the keys now that you you know if you're doing airbnb you can always give the person a, a lockbox code or whatever and make sure that you know that they can get into your property um so you know that might be that might be the route to go for you but i generally found that if i'm going to do a rental i'll just do a long-term rental without doing the airbnb headache so this is a podcast that talks about you know rentals and how do you find that rental how do you find that perfect person and there really is no magic to it you just have to put it out there you have to use maybe realtor.com or zillow.com or craigslist if you want to go that route and then you have to show it you have to show it to as many people as they want to see it and then you have to get their information you have to get a renter agreement okay um, and you have to get their uh, license, uh, social security card, get copies of all of that information because you cannot trust what information somebody is saying to you because uh, invariably they'll be lying and if they are, you have what the information you need to take action, okay? And if you don't have that information, you're not gonna be in a, in a good position. You're gonna get screwed over and especially if you don't collect it in the first place, the person that's gonna rent is gonna know, hey, they don't even have a, a renter agreement, they don't even have my social security card, they don't have anything of mine, I'm just not gonna pay and I'm gonna stay here as long as I can for, for a free amount. And they'll do that because that's what people wanna do apparently and uh, you cannot trust them, okay? So that's my podcast for today talking about renters and how to find a good renter. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it.